Jesus loves him, but the rest of us think he's a putz. It's the Drew Marshall Show. I want you to have a listen to this song. You two and B.B. King talking about the day love came to town. sitting on B.B. King's tour bus having a conversation with him as uh, I interviewed him for the show and he explained to me that really the thing behind this song was they were talking about the day that uh, that Jesus was born really you know what day, oh, okay. day love came to town uh, that was I thought that was a great way to talk about uh, you know Easter yeah. no, no, no as you said Easter is the antithesis of Christmas yes it is in, in many ways yes it's the Mother Teresa to the Lady Diana. <laughs> wow. Like, they both died within a week of each other, but hardly anybody noticed that Mother Oh, I Teresa. see. Is that, what yeah. we're, oh, yeah. that was deep, man. Thanks, man. I'm deep. here all week. Makoto Fujimura is not only just a fun name to say, he is an internationally renowned artist, arts advocate, and author of Silence and Beauty. He was on our show one time many, many years ago, and he's back again today because I thought I wanted to have this guy on my Easter special because I got a whole bunch of questions I wanted to ask him. Makoto, sir, can you hear us okay all the way over in California? Uh, I can, and I'm actually in Princeton, so uh, oh. I can hear you better, I guess. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because, hold on, are you not now on the West Coast? Because I know you used to be Mr. New York yeah. guy. Well, I, I go back and forth, and I spend time at Brent Center at Fuller Seminary about three to you know five months out of the year. Right. Uh, they gave me a beautiful studio there to work in as well, so I, I, I get to do that. And then, um, my main studio is here in Princeton, and uh, I'm getting ready for a show in May, so I'm okay. back. Okay, Makoto <laughs> Fujimura, recently appointed director of Fuller's Brem Center. Is that how you say it, Brem? Correct. Uh, he, of course, is an artist, a writer, a speaker, and uh, recognized worldwide as a cultural shaper. A presidential appointee to the National Council on the Arts from 2003 to 2009, Makoto Fujimura served as an international advocate for the arts, speaking with decision makers and advising governmental policies on the arts. I wonder how that's going today with Mr. Trump in the House. Well, it's about the same as, as it used to be, but, you know, I, I think uh, there's a lot more, actually, um, support from both sides of the aisles um, now than ever, thanks to the work that uh, Dana Joya did as a chair um, when I was the uh, council member. Um, I, I think, uh, you know, it, it would be hard, very hard to uh, scrap the uh, arts programs because it actually is one of the most effective agencies in, go in the government. So, you know, serving all of the uh, uh, communities and uh, districts that needs um, help. And so, uh, you know, the arts are a great way to do that. Yeah. Can I, I want to get your help on a few things. Makoto, you have no idea. I mean, I need so much help, it's not even funny. But here, I, I need some help uh, <laughs> on a couple of issues that have to do with you. Number one, um, I'm not sure if I get art. Like, I appreciate, mm -hmm. I love music. 
but visual yeah. visual art, fine art, staring, going to a museum, looking at a picture of an apple, mm -hmm. um, doesn't turn my crank. It, does that mean there's yeah. something wrong with me? No, everybody has different uh, language that they speak creatively. Um, what kind of music do you like? Oh, all sorts. I mean, I'm all over the map when it comes to music. Uh, so you like you like jazz, classical as well as yeah. uh, hip hop and yep. Yep. <laughs> everything, yeah. everything. Well, yeah, well, so I don't like I don't like new hip hop. I like old school hip hop. <laughs> okay. the, the stuff. I have, a, I have a, my second son is a hip hop, uh, hypnotic emergent hip hop artist in Seattle. So nice. <laughs> we can have a conversation about that. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but if you like jazz and if you like classical music, it would be very easy for me to say that you know most people have trouble with what's known as abstraction or abstract art but really music is abstract you know there's no um, if you listen to Bach there, there's nothing um, you know representational about a uh, particular experience or particular thing that you can recognize but you hear the music and um, you you know that it's good and that's same with jazz and so you know when um, when we talk about visual arts, you know when there is um, something that is abstract nature, people have trouble with that. Now you're you're talking about also about contemporary art, I assume. Well, this is the best way for me to explain it. There's a movie that came out recently. I think it was called Eight Seconds, and it's about a cowboy and some city girl who uh -huh. fell in love, and she is a curator or helps out a curator at a museum, and she's trying to impress her boss, and she brings her cowboy boyfriend to the to a showing yeah. one day, and he yeah. sta stands around and listens to all these hoity-toity people making ridiculous <laughs> comments about things that aren't yeah. aren't real. And then they're going to yeah. pay they're going to pay like six hundred thousand dollars for sure. for sure. what looks like what my kids used to do when they were in, four years old. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, well, yeah, of course. And, and and you know when we try to do those paintings that a four-year-old can do, we can't do them. But but nevertheless, um, <laughs> I think I think that's you know a typical way of make poking fun at at the elite. Right. Um, but hold on. But what yeah. I'm saying is, Makoto. What I'm saying is, is, is that just because I'm a shallow jerk? <laughs> no, I I think you you know all of us have, as I said, a way to engage with you know art, and that's okay. But I I will tell you though, what's interesting is that contemporary art you know, the type of the world that the movie may make fun of is one of the most popular arts today in the world. So, so you know, contemporary museums are getting millions of people coming to visit. So you, you have to wonder, you know, if it's so disengaged from normality, why yeah. people are so fascinated by it. And so, so you know, just like, just like any, any language, right? I mean, if you, you don't go to... France, if you don't know the language and expect people to speak English to you, you know, the, we have to really understand the language uh, in order to start to appreciate it, yeah. and that takes a while. Yeah. And uh, I'll be, you know, if there's a chance for me to go up there to uh, t take you to a museum, like I did with my good friend Eric Metaxas here, I, I we went to, uh, I think it was the uh, Museum of Modern Art together, and you know, I can show you certain things yeah. that I think you will find interesting, and perhaps that's 
you know, that's a way to, uh, under, if you really want to understand, um, then go with somebody that uh, knows the stuff and, and they can guide you. Well, listen, if you were able to educate, you know, a meathead like Eric Metaxas, <laughs> then... then we, we're, we're still having contentious arguments about crystals, you know, whether it, what uh, the uh, uh, installation here in Central Park was orange or saffron, but that, that, that's okay. <laughs> oh, man, no, he's he's a good guy. He's, I took him to a, uh, yeah. I took him to, uh, who was it, the old Blind Boys of Alabama concert yes. a long time ago. Oh, my goodness, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. art. Okay, now listen, yeah. the first time I think I heard about you was, now, you're going to have to fill in the blanks because sure. I'm not smart and can't remember a whole lot of things. But I think it was something like when 9-11 happened, you had a gallery near there and you allowed your gallery to be used for more than just a gallery. Is that true? Yeah. Well, I, we lived three blocks away from the tower, so we were right on ground zero, my, uh, my family. And my studio was 10 blocks north, so... We evacuated there, and um, studio is where you work. Um, I was sharing the studio with my great, good friend and uh, very well-known artist, Hiroshi Senju, at the time, and uh, we couldn't use the space you know, for a while because uh, downtown was just so devastated. So uh, I, I decided to curate, um, begin this small effort called Tribeca Contemporary, and um, had actually several churches support this, even though artists that we were uh, really working with were not Christians at all. They were just local ground zero artists. And um, my studio mate um, gave me permission to use this new space next to what used to be a larger space. And uh, that turned into a six months effort called Tribeca Temporary. Um, and that kind of was a very small effort. I, I, I wasn't intending it to be, you know, anything significant. And, but, but for, um, about six months, we had showings of significant contemporary artists, speaking of people that you may have trouble understanding. Um, you know, there, there are, um, I knew as neighbors and, uh, and I wanted to have simply a place, a safe place to journey together uh, in, in the darkness. And um, that, that became, um, uh, actually, looking back, it was probably one of the most significant things I, I've ever done in right. terms of curate, curating and, and helping artists, you know, what I now call culture care. Um, uh, what was happening in Ground Zero in uh, the York area. So, uh, Makoto, where were you when 9-11 went down? So I was at a prayer meeting up uh, uptown, and um, I heard about this accident. So I got on the subway. Uh, I'll never forget riding on the number three express train, and uh, it, it just stopped at Chamber Street where I lived. Um, and that's when the towers were falling uh, on, you know, on top of the uh, where I will come out. So it, it, it was just um, a devastating uh, reality. I didn't know that. Uh, the train backtracked to 14th Street, and by the time I came out, it took about 45 minutes to backtrack. So, um, you know, powers were gone. I had no, no idea what happened to wow. my family. And, uh, um, so was your family at home in your place three blocks away? 
Well, a lot of people don't realize that was nine uh, eleven was the first air crisis. Um, oh, sorry, say say that again, the, Makoto. Nine eleven was what? Nine eleven was the first day of classes for public school. Okay. So, you know, we had dropped our kids off, um, and you know, when the first day of class, uh, you know, as parents, you kind of hang out, right? And that there were eight thousand students going to public schools around the towers. And um, so that means um, probably most of the parents did not go up the towers. Now, this is uh, an unknown uh, behind-the-scenes reality of 9-11. Because it was the first day of public school, um, as well as private, actually, uh, you know, the, the, the parents were late to work. So wow. when the first first plane hit in A49, uh, my my wife was standing in a court, courtyard. I was in the subway, but um, so a lot of parents did not go up uh, to work, and that say say probably I would estimate fifteen thousand lives. Wow, phenomenal. Yeah, uh, we are yeah. chatting with Makoto Fujimura. I'm going to spell his name because you need to know yeah. how to spell his name in order to get to his website. So it's M-A-K-O-T-O, Makoto Fujimura, uh, F-U-J-I-M-U-R-A dot com, Makoto Fujimura. Um, Makoto, yeah. by the way, uh, up next on our show is a lady, a, a singer, songwriter, an incredible uh, uh-huh. j- jazz performer. Her name is Lila Bialy. Oh wow! And uh, and she she um, did some she led some some worship stuff down at a church that I think you might have used. Did you used to go to Tim Keller's church at all? Yeah, yeah, at Redeemer, I I I, I was there very early on, and okay. and, and uh, I, I I'm still part of their uh, worldwide church planting network. Okay, all right. Well, she's back here in Toronto. She. Uh, Anyway, I I just thought uh, if she's listening now, I would drop her name with you to make her feel better because you're so awesome. How's that work? Well, I'm sure she is as well. And uh, (laughs) great musicians, you know, uh, gathered around the Redeemer movement. Yeah. I'm I'm so grateful for that. Makoto, uh, (laughs) my question specifically about, we got to talk about silence. Yeah. Um, And so the movie... Martin Scorsese's movie Silence. Uh, the first question I have for you is, how big are his eyebrows? <laughs> he's he's a really um, you know sharp looking guy. I, I, you know, and uh, I I haven't noticed. I haven't measured his eyebrows, but uh, maybe maybe I, next time I'll see him, I'll offer to do that for you. Guys, uh. <laughs> no, no. We were just talking about that earlier, but uh, I, I mean, what an honor for him to have really kind of pulled you aside and wanted to connect with you about yeah. what, I mean, there's just your book and his movie, and of course, the influence for 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 a lot of it is uh, Shusaku Endo, is that how you say his name? Yeah, you, you said it right, That that's amazing, Shusaku Endo, yes. <laughs> Yes, uh, the book came out in 1966, Silence, and um, it's the most unexpected book to be uh, become a bestseller, um, and a worldwide bestseller, really. Um, but uh, it has uh, taken hold of many people's imaginations, and uh, it's, it's uh, an amazing book, actually. 
Well, um, how would you succinctly describe your amazing book? Uh, because the, the your amazing book is Silence and Beauty, and I want to I want to then just go into a conversation about this three month vow of silence sure. that I took, and and I want to see if there's some kind of correlation that I, I basically I want to learn from you as much as I can. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, uh, yeah. My my book is started out as a way to contextualize Shusaku Endo's novel. Uh, I we knew that Martin Scorsese was making a major motion picture. Uh, this is about 17th century uh, Japan, uh, Portuguese missionaries, two young missionaries sneaking into Japan when Christianity was forbidden. And they knew that they might uh, uh, meet their own demise doing so, but they were going after their mentor, Father Ferreira, uh, played by Liam Neeson. Um, Andrew Garfield and Adam Driver, um, you know, goes to Japan and uh, rest is this torturous, horrific history of Japan. And yet there is beauty and grace operating behind it. Um, and so I wanted to do my best to help people understand this period of Japanese history since I studied 17th century Japanese art when I was there. Um, as a graduate student, so uh, it, 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 was, it was very close to my heart, and uh, so a friend of mine asked me to write this book. I didn't want to at first, um, because I knew to write this book would mean that I have to deal with my own traumas, um, as well as this uh, very difficult theme of persecution in Japan, and um, but um, I'm glad I did. I uh, ended up writing a book uh, much longer than I expected. It became a kind of a memoir as well as a uh, uh, you know spiritual journey um, into what I believe is a very edifying uh, book. Uh, a lot of people misread the book, mm-hmm. so I wanted to make sure that I can contribute. And Martin Scorsese's film is so faithful to the original that it was almost as if I was writing a book about his film as well. Well, here's a quote. Makoto Fujimura is a remarkable artist and writer, and his engagement with the writings of the great Shusako Endo, and silence in particular, is deep and impassioned, as you will discover in every page of his book. By way of response to a great artist, Fujimura has created a quietly eloquent meditation on art and faith and where they converge. Of course, that's uh, Mr. Martin Scorsese writing about your book, Silence and Beauty. Um, you yeah. mentioned you mentioned traumas. And, I mean, yeah. I, I, I'm embarrassed to admit this, Makoto, but I've not read your book. Do you talk openly of these traumas in your book? I do, and I... I, in fact, you have to, Endo's book and his story forces you to think about your own journey of trauma. And that can be difficult. And so I don't, you know, tell people who are perhaps struggling with something, you know, to force them to see it or read it. But if you're willing to do it, it would, it would, I think it would really help us, help all of us to uh, get, get to uh, the other side. Um, because, you know, one, one of the beautiful things about art is that it uh, provides context for what we're going through. And uh, fears and anxieties that 
you know, is so prevalent today. Um, and I feel that Endo not only anticipates that for a time, but he is specifically trying to guide us. He's giving us a guidebook um, through dark and troubled times and how we might um, be able to not only keep our faith, but, but to find a new relationship with Christ through that. Hmm. So it's, it's a very um, appropriate book to read today. You're a Christian. True story? Yes. People sometimes accuse me of being all sorts of things. As a matter of fact, I got an email this week. Someone said, "I hear." Someone said, "I hear you're a Satanist." Well, that was nice. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. But wow. but when someone says to me, "Are you a Christian?" Uh, I will tell them. I think I learned this line from Bruce Coburn, a singer songwriter. I will say to them, "You tell me what you mean by Christian, and I'll tell you if I am one." Yes. Good answer. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> it's Easter weekend. Yes. You actually believe that Jesus Christ uh, <laughs> was who the Bible said he was? Yeah, otherwise the history, uh, entire history, not just biblical or Christian history, doesn't make sense. Okay. <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> there's a lot to unpack in that one. Okay, yeah. so, so as far as your spiritual journey is concerned, and I'm just looking at the clock, we're almost out of time here, but, but I, I want to know, what role silence has played in your life? Because I, you know, I just came yes. off this three-month vow of silence, walking a thousand kilometers on the Camino. Oh and, my goodness! And it really screwed. Uh-huh. It really screwed with my head. And I want to know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I would imagine as an artist, and even as someone yeah. who's come from from the Japanese culture, that silence must be regularly precious to you. Yeah, in Japanese culture, silence is beauty, and beauty is silence. So it's, it's all connected intimately, and I think when we tap into that, um, you know, we discover in uh, Western culture, we discover this level of mystery and depth. Yes, it is uncomfortable, you know, because we don't know what to do with it. But just like we started talking about um, art that we don't understand, well, you know, perhaps there's element of experience in our lives that are important to try to understand. And certainly, perhaps the center of it, at the heart of it, is silence that we are so uncomfortable with. And, you know, we will do anything to fill uh, silence with noise. But, um, you know, we need to, uh, through perhaps through the arts, through just being silent together uh, with your loved ones, watching a sunset uh, or fireworks. Those are experiences that will stay with us and, and will, you know, show us that there's so much more to this reality than what we can categorize, market, you know, make it practical. Um, so um, I, that's, that's what the arts can do. And um, in fact, I think that's deeply connected with faith experience. And, uh, you know, I, I have this uh, work that I'm unveiling tonight at my church, which is for Easter. And um, it's an entirely white painting with gold on, on the side that you, you kind of see a glimpse through the cracks, you know, because it's a diptych. It's a two painting side by side with a little crack in the middle. And there's gold, uh, uh, real gold on, on the side of the painting. And, and the reason why I did that as part of my repre- uh, representation with the resurrection is that, you know, the resurrection is 
all about uh, all around us. <laughs> it's actually, but we have not been quiet enough to see them. You know, there's miracles happening all around us, um, and, uh, and and we tend to think of faith as something that we must be able to have certainty uh, to understand. But oftentimes, it is in those mysteries, it is in silence that we we experience uh, the resurrected Christ. So uh, that's that's what I uh, have been writing about, uh, my art is about as well. You uh, are, uh, you're, uh, I don't know how to say this. <clears throat> Well, you have this you have this real peace thing. You're you're um you're intimidating to someone like me. I I'm just a meathead, right? I mean, I'm just like I I I'm, I'm just not a sharp guy. And uh and I look at the world that you live in and 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 this is oh, I should not verbalize this on air, but I'm going to. You when I think of guys like you and the fact that you are who you are and you are you are passionate, you are a passionate follower of Jesus, mm-hmm. um, that helps me because I tend to only see the, the morons who follow Jesus. Mm-hmm. The loudmouth, like, I, you know, look, I'm a loudmouth, and so that, I knew mm-hmm. I needed to shut up for three months. But I, what I'm talking That's about is, amazing. what I'm talking about is, are the morons out there who just, who seem to, they think they represent Jesus, and I just look at them and go, oh, please go away. You just are mm-hmm. not. So what I, I guess what I'm trying to say is, you're, you're pretty Jesus-y. And, oh well, and, and, I I don't know about that, but Jesus is certainly Jesusy. <laughs> Jesus is Jesus. Yo, he's heavy, man. He's deep. Yeah, he's man. heavy. Jesus, yeah. Jesus, man. <laughs> no, what I'm trying to say is, you you are you are a, you are a very accomplished person with a ridiculous amount of grace and humility, and and I I appreciate the fact that you're also very open about your faith. So thank you for that, Makoto. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you, thank you for journeying that three three months. Um, and uh, sharing with everybody, right? Mm-hmm. Not, not just uh, those of us who may have propensity to want to do that, but uh, people are like going, what? <laughs> you said what? <laughs> um, and that's, that's beautiful. Uh, it takes courage to do that. Um, and I, I appreciate that, uh, that, that, the fact that you did that. So uh, I'm, I'm grateful. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Yeah. Well, now that yeah. the Mutual Admiration Society is over here. <laughs> Talk about me. No, you're not part of this. Go away. <laughs> MakotoFujimura.com is where you go, folks. If you can figure out how to spell his name, you deserve to buy yeah. a piece of art from him. That's for sure. That's right. There you go. And his book, of course, <laughs> we're chatting about Silence and Beauty. You want to go to SilenceAndBeauty.com, a fantastic site. Makoto, happy Easter to you and your family, sir. Yes, yes, you too. Thank you. Nothing's to all of you. Thank you. Thank you. Makoto Fujimura. I just like saying his name. It's awesome. You know, the first Japanese I ever learned was from Shogun. Remember when that was on TV? <laughs> you probably just learned the swear words. Oh, no, too. all I did was go, Hey! Hey! No kalimas! Really? Yeah. Do we know what that means? Nope. Okay. No kalimas! Hey! No kalimas! Yes. That's all I knew. Speaking of Jesus is Jesus y, did you hear that um, Kraft is moving some of its dairy production to Israel? Is this a joke? I'm calling what? it Cheeses of Nazareth. <laughs> Shut up. You're a meathead. That Jesus was is cheesy. A short break when we come back. Jazz sensation Lila Bialy. You might remember her from such tours as Sting. Stay with us. <laughs> 